This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. This is the show where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And life on the road is starting to change because of technology. Absolutely. I mean, when we got on the road, there was maybe like one or two apps that you would use. There was like the gold standard iOverlander, which is still very handy for finding free camping. Um, but like, honestly, there wasn't that much known to us anyways, um, to be able to find campsites, find water, find, you know, RV places to stay, figure out where we could go, where to get, you know, propane and all of these things. And there were several different types of companies popping up trying to get into this field. Like Seeker was one of them for a while and that kind of fell apart. But what's really interesting about Scott and this company is the fact that they have Microsoft and Google and all these other companies backing them. Yeah, well, so we've kind of moved into the world of AI, which everybody's very excited about. Well, some people are terrified of it, <laughs> let's be honest. But so using AI to make your camping experience better is what we're talking about today with Scott from Adventure Genie. They've basically designed a platform that can help you plan your whole trip using the power of AI. And it's something that we're going to do in a future video. So definitely make sure to go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel. That way you don't miss that video. I'm really excited to make that video for the day that we get to travel. But our life has truly changed just recently. We just had our baby. Yes. And we've been talking about the coming baby for obviously months now. And so we have announced that it's a baby girl. We haven't really shared many other details except for our Patreon. So if you want the inside scoop on baby FNA, you'll have to come and check us out over there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we'll be releasing some of this information in the future. Um, I mean, we can't keep it hidden forever, but we're kind of in our little like baby bubble right now. Yeah, we're enjoying it. Yeah, it's only been a week, I think, not even a full week since um, our little girl came into our life. So we're adjusting. Actually, today is seven days. She's one week old. At three in the morning today? At three she was... in the morning today, she's seven days old. Wow. Well, yeah. we were definitely up at three in the morning celebrating. Yeah, we were. We both <laughs> were up to celebrate with the boob. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been great. We've honestly been really loving it. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. Things didn't necessarily go as planned with the labor and delivery, and things have been a little bit more difficult and challenging in that respect, but... We'll give you more information about that later. I feel like right now we're just kind of, we're just getting through it, you know? And, and since we're talking about AI, I feel like it doesn't necessarily fit in this podcast. <laughs> so maybe once we do a family podcast with somebody, we'll release a lot of this information. Yeah. Or maybe we just do a specific podcast. One of our Patreons was actually asking for a podcast about like how we met and how we got on the road and just kind of like the whole story 
of everything. And I, think, so. I think that's a wonderful idea. So if you guys think that's a great idea, let us know. Either leave a review on the channel. Let us know what you want because realistically it helps us talk on topics that are going to help expand to other people that want the same thing. Or hit us up on Instagram and leave us a DM. We'd love to know what you guys think about the podcast and much, much more. Yeah, we're at FNA Van Life on everything. And so it's easy to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but we are delayed in all things right now. And one last thing <laughs> I want to talk about is not being delayed anymore is our website. Our website oh, is yeah. up and it's live and it looks beautiful. Definitely go check out that website and let us know what you think about it as well. Maybe buy some of the merch, you know, help us out. Help us put some food in our baby's mouth once she starts eating actual food. Yeah, she's full <laughs> boob right now. But yeah, our friends uh, that we met actually traveling on the road, Stoke Low Fan, designed the new website for us. We think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, we love the vibe. It's very like retro to go with our new camper um and i think that stoke loaf and kj did an amazing job so go give them a follow too at stoke loaf fan they're awesome people and if you want to support other van lifers if you're getting your own website done they are the folks to do it and go to fnavanlife.com to see what i mean because you will see they did an awesome job well let's jump right into this podcast all right here we go we're really excited to talk to scott from adventure genie today i first wanted to get into obviously your platform is amazing and we're excited to share that and talk to everybody about how ai is going to change the camping game um but first let's go kind of back into how you got interested in camping and RVing and you know the space is it something that you grew up doing or you know how did you kind of get into this world yeah thanks Alex no we're kind of late bloomers in the uh, camping world my wife Lisa and I uh, neither one of us were part of camping families and uh, I came from the technology industry so I had decades of experience in large tech companies my uh, I retired in 2017 from Microsoft. I was a chief technology officer of one of the divisions of, of Microsoft. And when, when we retired, our plan was to go out and see the world and travel the world and visit far-flung destinations. We definitely have an ad adventure. Adventure is part of our DNA. I actually became a photographer and created uh, Scott Lengel Photography. And it was just really cool to see the sights and the sounds and the smells and the experience the cultures of the world around us. So we did a lot of worldwide travel. But of course, then the big old pandemic hit us. And you know, so our plans changed drastically. We, we had to find another way to scratch this, this travel bug itch. And after many, many years of very good friends of ours who were big time campers for decades uh, had been asking us to go along and we had been declining. Finally, the light bulb went off and said, you know, what's wrong with us? We have this beautiful country around us. We haven't seen the national parks. We haven't seen the highways and the byways. So if ever there was a time to to test the waters of camping, let's do it. So that was about three years ago. We went to one of the RV rental companies. We rented our first uh, RV. We went to Nashville, Tennessee in the middle of the pandemic. So not much was open. 
Uh, you know, we saw the Ryman and we waved as we, we went by and, and uh, the Grand Ole Opry, we drove around it, but we didn't get to do anything. But we stayed at a campground with our friends. We spent a week and we had a blast. We absolutely loved it. And we got bit by the, the RV slash camping bug. So um, what we did is put together a plan to order our first RV. Of course, it was in the middle of the pandemic and things weren't, you know, supply was very, very low. Demand was really, really high. And uh, we had to wait a while, but we finally got it. And we've been doing a ton of camping since. But what we found was like our very, you know, we did a lot of low, we're, we live in the low country of South Carolina and we did a lot of Southeast U.S. travel and it was great and it was pretty easy. And we went to Florida and Georgia and North Carolina, South Carolina, and it was pretty easy to figure all that stuff out. But then we, you know, we, we said, well, how are we going to, are we going to manage this when we have to go to more far flung places that we really don't know anything about? Like my, my wife, Lisa, really wanted to go to the national parks of the Southwest. But we didn't even know what the national parks of the Southwest were. We didn't even know what the parks were, let alone, you know, how to get to them, what order to take uh, to visit them, where to stay and what to do. So it started with, let's just go to our favorite search engine and say, I'd like to take a six-week trip to the national parks of the Southwest. And what we got in return, and you guys know this, we, we got a bunch of photography websites and we got some random blogs and we had some RV um, caravan companies with prepackaged tours. And we even had a link to Amtrak to take a trip to the national parks on Amtrak, which obviously wasn't going to help us much in our, in our RV. So... You know, that's when we just started scratching our heads. We did lots and lots of research. We'd go deep into those websites. We'd ask a bunch of friend, friends, how do you plan your trips? And we got back a dozen different, I use this app and that app and this website, and I stitch it all together. And I spent hours and hours and days and days trying to pull it together. And we said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's what we believe we've done. We've created a better way to do all that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We've been poking around inside the app. We have um, our first big trip once the baby comes to go from uh, Ontario, where we're at now, to Florida. And so I was typing in all these different cues and stuff of things that we might want to do along the way and how far off the route we'd be willing to kind of travel. and How many hours specifically that we would like to drive in a day as well? Yeah, so it's really... It's a powerful tool for sure. Um, so where are you kind of like pulling all this data from? Is it is it just kind of looking at all of those pages that you were seeing on Google independently and then kind of like bringing them in? Or like, how are we getting all this? Because I was even being specific and like, I want to go to restaurants that were featured on the TV show, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, you know? And it was giving me options. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, sometimes it just amazes me as well. Uh, having been in the tech industry for decades, this promise of artificial intelligence has been there forever. And I never thought I'd see it come to fruition, to be honest with you. 
And but what's happened in the past year or two is we've all seen it. You know, people are using things like Chat GPT and Bing Chat and, and other tools. And average users, even non-tech users, are are able to see the power of artificial intelligence and AI in a good way, because AI can be a little bit scary. It's like, ooh, it's gonna take over the universe and it's and it's a big brother and all that sort of stuff. Um, I look at it differently. I look at AI as being an enabler, a tool, something to help you do your job or plan your life or do things more easily or more efficiently and take less time. And so what we do is, first off, we gather every piece of information that we can possibly gather that we think is relevant to an RVer or a camper. Um, it starts with the campgrounds, and we believe that we have the largest campground database of any tool out there. It's the most comprehensive, and it's anything from luxury RV resorts to state campgrounds and the full gamut, the full spectrum, everything in between. And um, but it's not only so. Yes, we you know to answer the question, we go out there and find every piece of information that we can possibly find that we will be relevant to uh, the RVer. However, we can't know everything because um, we're not. We wouldn't have known Alex that you wanted to find diners, drive-ins, and dives types of restaurants. We did, there's just too many variations. So what we also do is we couple it with the latest and greatest and most advanced AI tools and techniques and leverage them in the, in the most effective way that is meaningful to an RVer. So we take AI, all the possible AI out there and put it into the context of an RVer because Certainly, you could have went out and used ChatGPT and said, "Find me the 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 uh, triple D restaurants from Ontario to Florida." Absolutely, you can do that. And you also could go and do another query and say, "Find me the campgrounds from uh, Ontario to Canada." And you and you could keep putting in all these additional queries, and then you can go do more research in Google or other search engines and you can go out to other websites. What we do is all of that work for you. We allow you to plan your trip using natural language, a conversation that it's as if you were asking a personal concierge that said, you know what? I'd like to take a four week trip from Ontario to Sarasota, Florida. And I'd like to go hiking and biking along the way. And you know what type of campgrounds I like. So re make recommendations for campgrounds that work for me and show me the highest rated campgrounds for the types of campgrounds that work for me. And tell me where I should be stopping for fuel along the way. And okay, yeah, I know I'm going from Ontario and maybe I'm going to stop in Boston and I know I want to stop in the mid-Atlantic in Virginia, but I really don't know exactly where else to stop along the way. But you know my driving style. You know how far I like to drive in a given day or how many hours I like to drive in a given day. And you know what I like to do. So why don't you make recommendations for me? And 
you know, we feel like it's having your personal concierge, you know, like a VIP service, but we don't need a human. We, we use what we know about you, what we know about our users, uh, what we learn about our users, what we know about the domain of camping and campgrounds and routes and route planning and points of interest and things to do. And we kind of pull it all together so that we truly believe what would have taken, I've done a lot of this planning before we had Adventure Genie, my wife and I, um, it would take certainly hours, maybe days, sometimes even weeks putting together a, a complicated itinerary. I mean, a little bit each day or every other day that we feel that we can now do in one sitting. We could sit and we can browse and we can search and we can do what ifs and we can say, well, maybe we want to take more of a northerly route or a southerly route and we don't have to leave the tool to do it. Uh, so like, have you created a specific trip for yourself that you guys have went on using this tool? Probably the, um, the most recent one we went to the Family Motor Coach Association, FMCA conference up in Gillette, Wyoming. Um, and we started it in Bluffton, South Carolina, which is where we lived. And we worked our way through, we, we knew that there were only a couple of things that we knew. We knew we were starting in Bluffton on a particular, we, on a particular date. We knew that it was gonna be a seven week trip. We knew we wanted to go through um, Nashville. We knew we wanted to go to Angel Fire, New Mexico. We knew we wanted to go to Creed, Colorado. We had to get to the conference up in Gillette, Wyoming. We knew we wanted to go through um, Deadwood, South Dakota, because we just thought that would be really, really cool. And the Badlands. And then we knew we had to power our way home. And we knew we could actually take a leisurely trip on the way out there. Um, we just needed to get there for the conference. And uh, But at the end of the conference, we had to get home to take another trip with our son and daughter-in-law uh, on a little vacation. So we had to, like, we had some time constraints. Um, so there really wasn't much that we had to add. We had about four or five stops. We entered some dates. Of course, the tool knows what I like and, and what my wife and I like to do. For instance, I'm a big photography buff, and um, we like to go hiking and biking. Uh, we like to eat local um, barbecue or pizza or just local food in general. And um, yeah, so then you use the, that's kind of the way you use it. You just tell it a few things that, that you uh, want to do and places to stay. <clears throat> and it was, and it selected our campgrounds. And it doesn't, we don't, um, we give you suggestions. So like when you get to the point that you're, you're selecting a campground, we'll give you a list and you could sort it by various, various uh, parameters, whether it's the highest rated, whether it meets your criteria the best, because some people like really luxury RV resorts with water parks and, and, you know, re on-site restaurants and amenities. And some people like to stay in the woods and with nothing but peace and quiet and trees and a little stream. And we know all that and we'll match um, those preferences. We'll match the recommendations of campgrounds to your preferences. So yes, we that, that was the most recent trip we planned using the tool. 
Very cool. Very cool. So now you would have to, so you're just making recommendations. So the people would still have to make sure that they book their campgrounds and they have to make sure that they make the reservations if reservations are needed and so on and so forth. I don't want people to just get confused. Say they go on the tool and they book a, like they make a plan and then they don't make these reservations. So I just want them to know you have to make those yourself. Um, yes. And two points on that. Absolutely. Great, great, great call out. Um, number one, what we do is we provide our users with the best possible way to make the recommendation. So we don't leave our, our users completely high and dry and say, okay, you found campground, you're on your own. What we do do is we will give them a, um, a link to the absolute best way to make a reservation. Often it's with a direct URL, click on here to make a reservation at that website, which is useful. I mean, otherwise you still have to go and find, okay, now how do I make a reservation? But through AI, we're able to figure out what the best possible way to make a reservation for that campsite is. If it's an online direct reservation, great, we got you covered. Sometimes it's you have to send an email, at which point we'll provide you with the correct email address to, to send it to. Sometimes it's a it's a phone call. Whatever that best way is, we'll let you know. Believe it or not, with all of these campgrounds that we have, we have found that there are some that actually require you to write them a letter, like, like <laughs> wow. and, and stuff it in an envelope, lick, lick a stamp, <laughs> and onto the mailbox and drop it in. And if that's the way, we will tell you that as well. What, what I will add is, <clears throat> so we do some through automation. It's not directly integrated into the app yet. And um, what I will say is stay tuned. We expect to have an announcement in the coming, certainly months, possibly weeks, that will will and by the at the time of this viewing, it may already have been announced. Um, but we have an announcement coming soon where we're going to have some direct integration to uh, allow users to book some set of campgrounds immediately. Very cool. So, like, what interests me? You know, this is maybe a little bit off the topic, but how is AI? Is AI making these like connections and checking? to see these methods that are working for the company. Like, you know, maybe this company only does a phone call. Maybe this, maybe this one only does email. Maybe, you know, like you said, the letter, how is AI able to like pick that up? Yeah. So uh, there's this concept of large language models. It's a very techie thing in, uh, in the world of AI, which basically is Get as much information as you can possibly get on any particular topic. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Try and find some patterns, try and make some connections, go through the data using advanced algorithms and figure out whatever you can possibly figure out um, about that data and relationships. So yes, a good part of what we do is going out and 
finding every single campground out there, finding every single piece of information on the campground, whether it comes from the campground owner, the campground website, some sort of affiliate, or any other information that's publicly uh, exposed uh, for campgrounds, we pull it all together. We kind of deconflict it because often there are conflicts. You go to one website that says, here's a very simple example. Go to one website for a campground that says, we offer 50 amp, 30 amp, 20 amp. You go to another website, it says, well, we only offer 30 and 20. You go to a third and it says, yep, it's 30 and 20. So we go through, you know, we want to have like at least doubly sourced information. Um, we'll try and find the most authoritative source of information, which we have the campground itself. We kind of let them trump anything else. And we'll, because this is, you do this, we all do this. You start researching a campground and it has some set of information, but you look somewhere else and it's a little bit different. And then you're scratching your head and, and then you start reading reviews and you'll read 10 reviews over here and 20 over there. And now you have to process it yourself. That's another great thing that we do is we will find any review information out on a particular campground. We'll determine the overall sentiment of that review. What are people kind of saying and feeling about that campground and we'll create through ai a summary in words one paragraph summary of that particular campground and this is what we find and i know you've seen it you go and read a review and the review will say oh what a lovely rv park there were very wide roads and nice large campsites and greenery and great amenities and the staff was friendly but it rained on two of the three days that i was there so i'm rating it a two out of five <laughs> what are you talking about the <laughs> All these words and clearly you're describing a pretty darn good campground but then your rating you know completely throws it off so we take all that into account and we look at what are they really saying? What are the words they're using to describe their experience at this campground? And we won't just look at one review, of course, we'll look at every review we can possibly possibly find and we'll, we'll be able to kind of discern the underlying, it's called sentiment, it's called sentiment analysis. We'll, we'll be able to determine that sentiment and come up with a summary of our own. We call it the genie summary. So for every single campground we have, we'll give you a paragraph that's a, that describes that campground kind of abstractly based on everything we've learned about what people are saying about, about that campground. We'll then also assign a score to it, zero to 100. Um, obviously higher is better. So you could always look at any one of our campgrounds and says, if it said like, this has a 91 Genie score, that means that's eh, pretty good. You know, nine out of 10 stars, so to speak, um, is a pretty good score. And we base it on the words that people are saying. A 91, for, we use that for an example. A 91 <clears throat> score for a campground doesn't mean it's like the Ritz Carlton of, of campgrounds. It just means that for what that campground is offering, people are, are, are saying, yeah, that's pretty good. It, it could be a, a very budget conscious campground, but it's delivering what they say they're going to deliver and people 
like what they're experiencing there. Um, so, you know, it's all based on kind of what the campground is meant to be and what they're offering, but more importantly, what people are saying about their experience there. Um, and to, to tie in a little bit more AI into it, when you look at a campground and Adventure Genie, you're not only going to see what other people are saying about it and the summary and the score, but you're going to see how Adventure Genie will make a prediction on how well, how good of a match that campground is for you specifically. And we call that the Genie match. So the Genie match is a pure percentage. And we'll, we will say with 80% certainty, we believe that you all will like this campground. Um, of course, there's no certainty, but it's our prediction. We predict um, with a 73% likelihood that you will like it. So what the way that I use it and the way we expect our users to use it is as you're as you're selecting your campgrounds, which is kind of the second phase, by the way, of planning a trip, and we'll, we can go circle back to the first phase, but when you're selecting your campgrounds, I kind of look at, well, let's look at the ones with the highest genie scores, because that means it's you know matching what they say it'll do, and people are saying good things about it. But also, let's look at the highest genie match, because that means it's a very good match for me. Because we could look at a campground that has a very high genie score in the 90s, but if it came back and said, Scott, that's a 30% match for you, okay, well, I'm not sure that that's a good match for me. It may be a very good campground, but it may just not be for me. So we kind of look at those two things in conjunction, just absolute terms, how high a score is it? And then, but what's the likelihood that it, it's going to be a match for me? And use AI for all of that. And the result is you feel like you have a very customized um, selection process and recommendation engine for you. I have so many questions. <laughs> I feel like this sounds like such a powerful tool and you keep saying, you know, there's so much data and so much information and how long does it take for it to kind of like get to know your preferences and things like that. Cause obviously if it's your first search, your first trip, like it's not going to know what you like. Right. But then I'm also kind of wondering, you know, you keep saying we do this and we do that. Like how many actual humans are programming this on the back end to like find all this data and, you know, source it all together and code it. And I don't know how all this works, but it just, it sounds like you would need like a monster team to be able to pull all this together and make it happen. Surprisingly less than you would think. And uh, the reason is because as computing technology advances, it used to be in the olden days, people, software developers, coders would have to write everything from the bottom up. But as, as technology advances, there's more and more tools and services and libraries that are available that we can then build upon. So yes, we do have a very core development team. It's, it's actually a very interesting story. Um, I was in retirement. I was asked to uh, coach and mentor a team from George Washington University of computer scientists. They were working on their senior capstone project. 
They were looking for uh, some cool project to do. And uh, through a series of events, got connected to me. We did some brainstorming, made some suggestions. And the idea was, hey, maybe you could do some AI trip planning for the RV world, because that was a real problem I was experiencing at, at the time. And it was not meant to be a business at all. It was totally meant to be a school project. And through their senior year, I uh, continued to coach them with another really good friend of mine who is now our chairman of Adventure Genie. He's the chairman, I'm the CEO. And um, the four guys, uh, they were all guys, uh, were continuing to make really good progress with their senior capstone project. And about halfway through, the light bulb went off and we said, this is really darn good. This could actually be a business. We know there's a need out there. Every RVer I talked to is struggling with the number of pools and the lack of consistency of the, of the data and the complexity of the tools. So yes, we decided to, uh, uh, to start a company around it. And that was about a year ago. So that was last May, not this most recent one. So that would have been May of 2022. They graduated. Uh, we started the company last summer, 2022. In May of 2023, we released the first product. So we spent pretty much a full year developing the product. Company has since grown. Uh, we're into double digits. We are, a, we are a startup. We are a tech startup. Um, we are in it, our early, early infancy. Uh, we we were fortunate enough to get some funding from individual investors, but more recently we have uh, received some funding in terms of technology from two other firms. One is Microsoft, and one is Google. And so both Microsoft and Google are betting on us in some sense by. Um, including us in their uh, founders programs. And so we, we feel like that's a, a, a decent vote of confidence that they think that we're, we're going to have some level of success. And it has been very helpful working with both, both of those organizations. So our company is growing, our development team is growing. We have you know, marketing organization and user experience and all and customer support and all the roles that you'd expect in a, in a, in a technology company. We're also very, it's a very young company. I am, you know, like the oldest. Uh, it's a team of recent graduates who have a lot of passion and, exer- uh, and, 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 and interest. Um, they're very, very agile. And that's what the term we used in software development. It's an agile software development methodology that we use literally every two weeks we release new software. So, you know, if you look at some of our competitors that I'm sure you use, because I still use them, I've used them for a while and I, I still keep an eye on them. Um, you know, it's it's atypical to have a software company that's releasing updates and new features, especially new features on a regular basis. Uh, we do, every two weeks, two to three weeks, you'll see new features coming out from us. And we have a really healthy pipeline or backlog of more features that are coming on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really eager, active team that by the way, is very interested with developers on our team 
see a much longer term vision. You know, right now we're developing this tool primarily for RVers, but one of the components of our tool is to pick our campgrounds. There are lots of people that look at our tool and say, I'm not a camper, I'm never gonna be a camper, but I love the overall trip planning part of you know, the route planning. You know, what if I, why can't I use this to take a cross country tour in a car? And the answer is absolutely you can. And, you know, so in the future, might we help you find, say, an Airbnb style or a tent or a hotel to stay at? Absolutely. And also our younger um, team is much more interested in the uh, van lifers and overlanders and, you know, other, you know, less motor coach style type of camping and RVing. So we, we, we are absolutely, we absolutely have that in our sites um, to expand the breadth of our user profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, you two are perfect examples of this. The, you know, if you go to the FMCA conference, um, you all would kind of stand out the, because, you know, the FM, nothing against FMCA. We're members of FMCA. We sponsor FMCA. We love FMCA. It's a different demographic. Um, and, but, and, and we love to see people more like you that are more representative of where this industry is going and where adventurers are going and the type of adventures they take and the method that they get there and, their vehicles that they're, they're using is much broader than the old traditional motor coach stuff. Um, and we believe that we can, you know, we can support this, um, this broader industry and, and broader demographics and user profiles. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask you about that next. Like who is your user profile? Because we've had a couple guests recently who are like the classic RVers and they're very much the planners. And especially a lot of the campgrounds in the United States are booked out, right? So if you want to stay at a spot, like we had a couple called Coffee with Adventure on, they're booking month-long stays at each campsite. So they're like six months booked out. We had another couple um, who travel full time and they work remotely on the road. And so they're also like planned for a whole year of like, you know, we're going to be at this campground because it's hard to get reservations. Well, and previous to them, we had another couple that traveled with their kids. So maybe being able to have that ability to have, you know, where to find the different couch surfing websites that can allow you to get into, you know, getting in touch with these different places so it's like you know you have all these different types of groups of people so realistically who's ideal at the moment for you know the ai uh tool for adventure genie well and what i was going to say too is that when i was looking at it one of my criteria was you know to find a spot from i overlander but you don't have that database. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, and then you'll find a spot on iOverlander. You know what I mean? So for the younger, like, van lifers, we prefer not to pay for camping. Yeah. And so, like, a boondocking location is more, you know, desirable, right? Yeah. Um, and especially yeah. if you're a last-minute planner, some of these RV spots are just not going to be available, right? So you, it, like... Does that AI take that into consideration? Like, say I'm set, like, oh, I'm planning a trip for tomorrow. 
can you find me an RV park in this town? Does it look at the fact that like probably most of those RV parks might be sold out already? Yes. Uh, all great, all great questions. And uh, directionally, that is absolutely where we are heading. We're hearing it. We know that there are different styles of RVing and, you know, just timing and last minute or not even last minute, but in the moment kind of kind of stuff. Um, I mentioned earlier that we'll have an announcement soon that talks about the ability to make reservation. But when we do that, we will do it in a way that allows you to do it in the moment. Like find me a spot tonight near me. And we will get down to real-time availability and, and so forth. So, yes, stay tuned. That that will be coming soon. It's absolutely on our roadmap, and it's coming sooner than, than you think, uh, one might think. And um, the, the one about, you know, like kind of freer campsites and, you know, BLM and that sort of stuff, we've got mixed – requests you know we talk to a lot of customers on a lot of segments and the folks that do that they love it and they want it to be their little secret correct they, yeah. they actually don't want us advertising that so we're, we're kind of we're still sorting through that right now do we you know do we do we want to provide that database and that availability and accessibility and include it because we know there's a demand for it but we don't want to annoy the people that are in that community that want it to be their own thing. I, we're are likely to expand our database than, than not to. Uh, of course, we don't want to annoy anyone, but we believe that there are others out there that can absolutely benefit from, from that data. So I may be interested. It sounds like Y'all are saying, boy, that would be good to include that too. <laughs> well, so I will say though, Scott, that there are places that we definitely want to keep secret in the general sense that what we have noticed, and this isn't, we're not trying to knock on the RVers in any way, but um, the the people at Boondock normally, uh, you know, we understand kind of the rules of boondocking. We're right? more like self-sufficient. We're, we're self-sufficient. We pack in, we pack out. And I'm sure a lot of RVers do too. But there's, you know, the few rotten eggs that wind up going out to places, staying out there much longer than what their welcome is. And then they've developed so much trash because they do have this massive RV. Or that, even like Blackwater, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. And they so they'll dump or they'll have a massive, you know, amount of food and garbage because they have such a huge space. And then they have nowhere to put it. So then yep. it it starts to, you know, fly in the wind slightly yeah. and so on and so forth. And that is one of the huge reasons why, you know, boondockers try to keep this information secret to themselves so the places don't get shut down. And actually, with that being said, one of the things I was thinking out about is how could we use this tool to feed the proper information to the people that are going to be going to these new type of endeavors, you know, because if we could explain to them through the tool, you know, what the procedures and processes are of being an overlander or somebody that likes to camp for free, you know, we we could basically give them like the Ten Commandments, you know, like don't do these things and that and that and that's you know, everything will be all good. Well, that just gave me an idea off the rip. Like, say you do recommend a camp spot that isn't 
you know, an established RV park or something, maybe automatically it recommends, oh, and just so you know, this is the closest dump station to that. And this is the closest, you know, garbage depot to that. So that, you know, even just in seeing it there, you're like, oh, well, I don't need to leave my stuff behind or whatever, or I could just pop out and it's a 20 minute drive and then I can dump all my water and refill and blah, blah, blah. I think that that's kind of a good thing. I I love, love, love that. And, um, you know, that can be both crowdsourced because we'll figure it out from other people that are doing it and they'll contribute. Y'all will contribute to that body of work. And, you know, crowdsourcing is a little bit old school, but, but valuable because mm-hmm. it comes from mm-hmm. real people with real experiences and real knowledge, you know, love it. The, the thing about AI is we cannot do that without that active crowdsourcing. We could just go and find that information on our own. Hopefully, I mean, we would do it in a way that is it's validated. It's not, you know, spammers. And, mm-hmm. um, but yes, gathering that body of information. And that's kind of like almost our third phase of, because we do, you know, shape your route, which we really didn't talk about yet. And I, I'll, I'll get back to that because I want, really want to talk about that. Selecting your campgrounds, where to stay, and then things to do while you're there. The things to do can be all very traditional. It can be points of interest. It could, you know, look at our database and museums and historical battlefields or whatever you want to do. It can be very much more of, um, you know, roll the dice and just place some what we call genie wishes that says i like to hike and bike and eat at triple d restaurants i mean you put that in there and we'll give you those recommendations of what to do uh, but it also could be oh and by the way when you're here here uh, at this remote location here's some things to keep in mind here's where you go and dump here's where you get your water here's when you can run your generator that you know so I'm not, we don't have that today, but that would be a natural progression of, you know, while you're there, here's all the cool things to do. And here's kind of the rules of the road while you're there, while you are there. So Mm -hmm. that would just be a very logical extension of our things to do and maybe rules to adhere to while you're there. Yeah. And almost it would give it more of like the human touch too, as well. You know, like it would make the AI feel a little bit more like us. Well, because I think most of the apps that people are used to using are the crowdsource apps that you talk about, right? Like, so, you know, there's two, there's like a catch 22 on that is that the data is only as good as what people are updating. And when we were on the road, we were finding that like things wouldn't be updated or like a lot of the spots on there would say that they're closed now. So you would spend like an hour just looking at all of these different data points to say, okay, there's some good reviews, but then a couple of reviews say that you shouldn't camp here anymore because, you know, people got mad. Okay, next spot. Okay. And then you end up, you know, spending all this time trying to find a spot when, you know, it sounds like the AI could just like ingest all that and spit it back out at you in a minute, which would be amazing. Well, this is exactly what Shape Your Route is, I guess. Well, I think let's get back to Shape Your Route. So what is that? Like, so say like us, we're going from Ontario to Florida how would the shape your route tool kind of help us make that happen? Um, and quick point on, on, on the thing you, you were just 
cover there, Alex, is um, yes, AI would be able to help you to sort through all of that data. But we look at data that's more timely, uh, you know, more recent. If it's old, old data, because you're doing that, you're looking through and it's like, oh, well, but that was from 1997. I mean, that, that's probably not. <laughs> Um, or, oh, you can tell this was COVID because they said you had to follow this particular mm -hmm. person. We will do all that through AI. Um, but back to, to shape your trip. So we look at people using our tools in three big phases. First th thing is you shape your trip or shape your route. The second one, and then you decide what you want to do when you're there. The shape trip we have three ways to do it. The first one is the very traditional way. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's just adding stops by stops. And I say, I wanna go from Bluffton to Asheville, to Nashville, to Amarillo, to Angel Fire and so on. And I know these are stops that I want to go to. I kind of figured out the order. I don't know if I need to make multiple stops along the way because it's too far. And if I did, I wouldn't know where to stop. You know, once I get between uh, say uh, Nashville and Amarillo, Texas, like, I don't know, should I go to Oklahoma? I mean, I just don't know. So that's where our AI will kick in and will make recommendations to help you generally shape your trip. And, you know, then you come back, say, no, I'd like to add stops or move stops. And, oh, I see I'm not that far from Oklahoma City. Maybe I want to go visit the stockyard. So let me add that. And you generally shape your trip. And that that's kind of, phase one. And that's the traditional way of doing it. But that's only because I knew there were certain stops that I wanted to visit along the way. But what if I didn't know that? What if I just, I, I, I wanted to get some ideas. I wanted to browse some ideas. So we've created a curated set, a pre-configured set of trips that we call trips. And they're aligned by theme and they're aligned by region of the US. So the theme might be national parks or musical uh, significant sites, sites with, that are musically significant or historical sites or good for kids with amusement parks. And so we have these themes and you could just browse and search the themes, say, okay, I know I wanna do um, a bourbon tour of of uh of kentucky and 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 uh tennessee and so forth or i want to do a wine tour of sonoma or i want to do a national park tour of the southwest and we have these pre-configured curated trips and you could browse them and search them and you could read all the details and in that so if it was the national parks of the southwest we would have bryce and zion and um, arches and canyon lands and so forth. And we would tell you that if you're doing it in a camper or an RV or a van, here are this, um, this, the specific stops, the recommended time 
you should spend at each one and what you should do. We'll have all these ideas of what to do with all the appropriate links, but it's kind of generic. That's generic. It's not targeted towards you. That's just kind of travel guide stuff, but they're quite useful. And you could then say, take this trip and then we totally customize it for you. So if you took national parks in the Southwest, which are, which are five national parks in the Southwest in Utah, um, it'll string them. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to end? What do you want to do? And we would totally custom Where do you want to stay? We totally customize that for you. So we had the stop by stop shaping your trip. We have the browsing of the curated trips for shaping your trip. And then we have the coolest one of all that we call it our genie journey now is roll the dice, go into explore mode and say, I'd like to take a trip from South Carolina to the Florida Keys, and I'd like to stop at the most popular beach towns or the best towns for shopping or the best foodie towns. And you just describe in, in English, it's the, it's the thing that started Adventure Genie for us. Our first trip was, I'd like to take a six-week trip to the national parks of the Southwest. There was nothing available that allowed us to do that. Now there is. That's our genie journey. And that's a way to shape your trip. I'd like to go from Ontario back to Florida. And I'd like to stop at the Triple D restaurants along the way. We, You know what you need to do to do that today. You got to go to Google. And you're going to Google Maps. And you're going to Triple D site. And you're going and you're just like, ah. And then, and then you're figuring out what campground. That is kind of like nirvana for us. Give us a rough set of guidelines of what you'd want to do about over what time period you'd like to do it the things you'd like to do along the way and we already know what type of campgrounds you like and we will create that entire trip for you that's really powerful i think because mm -hmm. one of the biggest complaints that people have in this lifestyle is the decision fatigue so having to think about, you know, where are you going? What's next? What's the next stop? Where are we going to, like all the route planning stuff that you're basically describing every single day, you have to make all these decisions of like, what's next and how are you going to do it? And so I think this is a really powerful tool to be able to help people kind of avoid that burnout, especially mm -hmm. if you're doing it like long-term, obviously people get worked up if they're just going for a week, even too. Like when we were working full-time in New York, I would spend so much time planning our vacations because you only have a week or you only have two weeks so you really want to like maximize that amount of time that you're out on the road or whatever when then for full-time people you know it can get annoying to have to basically plan a vacation 365 days a year one of the other things that it, it just brings to my mind and my thought is like god forbid you have an issue on the road right yeah. and you can utilize this tool to then you know look up the mechanics nearby and uh, what's the best type of mechanic for your type of rig possibly even like because mechanics normally get pretty specific with what they're willing to work on you know, like online in general so i'm sure that we could figure how to put that in there as well and it would make your life a lot easier if something happened even if it's just like roadside assistance people i i uh yes i watched your uh your video or videos with your uh engine situation yeah <laughs> absolutely on our roadmap we also want to include the ability i mean this is ai at 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 its best and you know if we make it just in time and 
hey, having an issue with X, what what are my options? And if we said, hey, I'm sorry, your best option is you've got 200 miles to get towed to the closest, you know, service center for your particular need, but at least you had that information at your fingertips. Um, so yes, absolutely. I, I, I totally get that, Frankie. That's one of our, uh, uh, it's a, that, that's actually not a, a, a request that we, we get very often yet, but that's only because people aren't really seeing the art of the possible here. Yeah. It, it, a huge ecosystem around this. It's not just all the fun and games part. It's also, what do you do when you have an issue? And how do you deal with that issue? And it's kind of stressful. I mean, you guys experience it firsthand. And oh, yeah. We know the well, stress I'm, of the road. And, for real, sure. <laughs> and realistically, we got lucky in our situation. Like a cop literally drove by on the highway, which on that highway is probably fairly rare. And <laughs> I happened to wave him down. And, you know, it took him a few minutes to, like, come back around to us, probably about five to ten minutes. But we were kind of sitting there just, like, twiddling our thumbs trying to figure out, like. Well, I was on the phone with the insurance company, and they're like, well, we don't know where you are, and what's the mile marker, and what's this? You're lucky. Oh, like, how are we going to get somebody? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, isn't this your job? (laughs) Yeah, lucky if you got somebody out to you in three hours via the insurance company, so. You know, and and you could easily just send a bill to the insurance company. Like you've called it, you've claimed it. I'm gonna get somebody else to tow it. I'll send you the bill. You pay me back. Yeah. So it's just there's so many possibilities, and I think you know the sky's the limit. Like you said, it's such a powerful tool, and you know the longer that it's up and running, and the more data that it ingests, the more things that it's going to be able to do. And with all these updates, I think that it's you know the next generation of you know, camping help. And I think, you know, we got on the road in 2019, there was like one app that you could use, you know? And so now, you know, obviously the marketplace has opened up and some apps have come and gone and some have no data, some have only some data and you're going to one for cell phone and you're going to another for fires and you're going to another for this. So I think it would be really great to have everything kind of like condensed into one. And I would even say that, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about as well now too is, the fact that we traveled beyond the U.S. So, you know, does this tool only work in the U.S.? And, um, you know, if not, or if it does, how do you get to the point where we could add, you know, how to cross the borders properly while going through Mexico and Central America? Because that was a trip and a half just trying to figure out the borders and, like, what buildings to go to and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I'll tie both of those together. One is we absolutely aspire to be the all-in-one tool, the all-inclusive tool, because we as well are using two or three. I mean, right now, you can find a pretty good tool at maybe finding campgrounds, another pretty good tool at planning your route, another one things to do along the way but we have not yet found one that does it all and we aim to be that one we believe we do it today and we will get much better also on the um on the international with fully transparently today out the gate we are lower 48 we do not cover canada we don't even cover alaska and we don't cover hawaii either however we are actively working on that it's actually less of a technical issue than it is a business and legal issue 
Um, but we worked through that. So now we're executing on our plans. So before long, you will see that we will have Canada, which means we get to Alaska uh, included. We had not thought about all of the, you know, logistical part of that though. So Frankie, great idea. Uh, and this is how agile we are. I mean, I have these types of conversations with customers and influencers. Do you consider yourself influencers? No. I mean, I would say yes and no. (laughs) Yeah, because definitely there's a lot of people watching our videos and consuming our content. And we definitely get messages from people who are like, not necessarily. You've inspired me. You inspired us to get on the road. We're finally going to do it. We're getting our van this week because you guys, you know, it's like we get get a lot of those types of comments and we're so grateful for them. But we are peers to these people, you know, we are, we are their equals, you know, so for us, we don't, we don't know how to say that we are influencers, but because at the same time, we just want to be their equals. Well, you're clearly are very influential. So I I, I (laughs) take that one on, but um, I appreciate that point of view. Uh, Where I was going with that was when we have conversations with folks like you, it's like, huh, never thought about that. Yeah. How hard is it to cross a border? I'll go back to the dev team and we'll start brainstorming on this. Like, Oh yeah. How can we get that information? Can we do it through AI? Do we need to just do some research and build it in? And these are the ways that features get added to our product all the time. It's, it's talking to folks that are out. We didn't build this, you know, I work, used to work for big software companies. And in the olden days, we used to think we were smarter than everyone. And we'd go and build stuff and we'd bring it out to the market and people would say, huh, that's not anything I would want. We've taken a completely different approach. We are very customer-centric. Everything we do starts with our customers. What do our customers need? How are they thinking? How are they breathing? We need to walk a mile in their shoes. Tell us what your problems are. What are you experiencing? How can we help you solve your problems? And um, this is a perfect example of it. It's like, ah, we never would have thought of that. We never would have thought of including something about how to effectively cross a border, never. But talk to customers, talk to people that are doing it. It's like, I bet you you're not the only ones that have that question and that issue. I could even go a lot further with this, but I don't want to get too deep into it uh, because there's so many things that are moving in my mind right now about like, you know, the improvement of not only this app, but like, you know, also the experience for the people that are using it, as well as how you could contribute you know, to the community that has already built such a, you know, vast portfolio of all the different places that they traveled and where they've been and, you know, how they experienced it. And then being able to break that down to personality traits of the people that are using it and being able to help give them some information, you know, video-based or book-based or whatever the base might be, depending on their personality you know, how they like to do their type of research or enjoy, you know, their content. But you could, you could literally go even further and say, here's the specific videos of, you know, people that have visited this area that match your style of travel, you know, yeah. and, and have that source for them, you know, to, to utilize as well. We're, we're absolutely looking at um, the community aspect mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, the first thing which is in a release that's probably coming out today is we're more tightly integrated with social. So you could take your trip and publish it to 
Twitter and Facebook and you'll get a map and you'll show it. So, Hey, here's a great trip that I'm taking. Here's what I did. And it'll show all the stops and the things that you're doing, but you choose to do it. I mean, you know, we're not going to put anything out there that people don't actively decide to put out there on our own and then flipping it around with, Hey, anybody been here and getting feedback that way? Or I'm going to be here. Anybody else going to be in Santa Fe during this week? Maybe we could have a meetup. And and so we're, what what you just mentioned, Frankie, just inspired me that there's a lot more social and community dimensions that we will be adding to the product that just provides that connectivity, the self-help. We're peers. We're out there doing it too. And by the way, that really was our number one goal is this community needs a lot of help and it's kind of a bit antiquated today. And we really believe that technology can take it to a whole new level, not, you know, replacing the human element and touch and, and, and why we all get into it in the first place, but to just kind of augment it and accelerate it and make it easier to do this, this stuff. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And so for any of our listeners who have been, you know, listening the whole way through and now they're ready to get on Adventure Genie, where can they find it and uh, how can they get started? Yep, we'll give you a link and, and uh, it's at adventuregenie.com and uh, you can use the discount code of FNA20 and we will give you 20% off the uh, lowest published price at that point in time. Love that. That's awesome. One thing I just want to say before we, we sign off here too, is we really appreciate this. This seems like an amazing tool that we're going to use that, you know, once we get back on the road here to plan our trips and maybe even seeing what all the tools that get integrated in, maybe we could one day create a meetup through it and so on and so forth. You know, maybe we can make this one of our tools that we just have in our basket that we use all the time. Cause that's what we hope to have. We hope to have one tool that, you know, we could do everything with, and, um, you know, for us, one of the things that helped us in this community was the aspect of, you know, YouTube and videos and the, you know, the information that we sourced through the people that were putting it on the internet for us, utilizing a very similar tool of like an AI algorithm that pushes out video to help build our rigs and to help, you know, figure out where we want to go next and what type of travels we want to do. So, we love the community aspect of this. We love the fact that it, it's going to be coming full circle and we look forward to see what's going on with it. Scott, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Frankie. And Alex. Well, that was a super dope conversation have, that we had with Scott. I really think it's super interesting, the new technology that's coming into play into this lifestyle and everywhere else in the world, really. Mm -hmm. And so we want to hear from you guys. I'm going to put a question. If you're listening on Spotify, you can let us know below what kind of AI or, you know, technology advances do you want to see in the RV community or the van life community? Is this app Adventure Genie something that you would use? Is it something that you would use for trip planning? Or is there something else that you think that the van life 
AI tech world is missing. Yeah, and let us know what you feel is a sensitive subject on it. You know, like even sharing the type of information of certain places that you want to go or anything else that you think is sensitive information that you want to keep close, near and dear to yourself and within the community. That way nobody else could kind of have that information. What do you mean by that? Like not sharing your like fancy campsites or yeah, something? Yeah, like your certain spots that you really love or mm. like, I don't know, just like particular things. Like even in cities, some people like have their particular spots that they go to like is there is there some of those things that you just want to keep to yourself you know like san diego for instance Mm -hmm. there's a group of people that like live out there pretty much full time and they have their specific spots and they don't want nobody to know about those yeah i know i totally agree i think it's like people don't want especially if they're staying in one place a long time they don't want to get blown up on like they really like going to this coffee shop and using it for blankety blank or they really like going to this gym and you know, using the parking lot for whatever. And so they don't want a hundred other people because, you know, we have seen campsites get shut down. Who were we talking to the other day? My brain's also mush right now. Um, that somebody had been like, oh, there was like a Harvest Host location mm. and you're only supposed to stay for one night at Harvest Host. And maybe if you like talk friendly and whatever, and they invite you to stay another night, then great. Um, But so this particular person was talking about how, you know, this group of people had kind of settled for a bit too long. Yeah. And maybe weren't catching the cues. Yeah. So be perceptive, catch the cues, make sure that you understand and realize that like, the owner might not want you there anymore, but they don't know don't how to have tell the, you that. Yeah, they don't have the heart to say it, you know. Yeah. But also, as the owner, you really should just speak up and say, "Hey, listen, thanks for coming. You guys were great, but I need you guys to go." Yeah. You know, especially if there's other things going on at the venue. Yeah, I think that you and I are pretty good at like, even when we're staying with friends and family, like there's, like I always just I feel like I maybe I catch the vibe a little bit early, and I'm like, you know what, we should probably think about getting out of here. You know what I mean, like. Whether it's actually felt or not, it's like I don't want to overstay my welcome, so I'd rather leave before my welcome is run. And I always try to ask and then feel out like how they answer the question because even though they might not be saying no, you like I don't want you to go, they might be. You might feel it in their you know comment mm-hmm. back to you. So you know, I try to always ask and feel it out, and then say, you know what. We're going to go for a couple days or a month. We might be back soon to see you guys. But it's definitely a nice thing to make sure that you are giving the respect and the space to people that are allowing you into their home and allow you into their space. Or even if it's public land that you're not making a mess, that you're not doing these things. You know, we've come upon campsites that were just absolutely trashed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't know who did it or why they did it or what their situation was. But at the end of the day, it just sucks. And be the people to help create change in a positive way in the sense of cleaning up even after others after they made a mess or just like picking up garbage when you're walking through a community. Every community is your community at this point when you're traveling the way that we are. So don't think like that you're just a visitor. Think that you are part of the community no matter where you are and do your best to be a good community member and clean up after others and yourself. And just be a polite person. I wonder if there's a way to integrate that into some kind of van life tech where it's like you could flag a spot and say, hey, we stayed here. We took a bag of garbage, but it was really bad. Like if anybody else can come by here, you know. And help clean up the area. Yeah. You know, to kind of like 
you know, we'd love to keep this campsite open and available for everybody, but right now it looks like trash. And I think it's like a great payment. Like we're trying to live pretty free in a sense, right? So I think it's a great payment for us as van lifers to be able to go into these communities and pay tribute by cleaning up and getting rid of the garbage. Even if it costs you a few dollars to go to the local garbage dump and drop it off, I think it's a very low expense generally when it comes to the way that we live life on the road. Yeah, 100%. I think that it's the least that you can do to enjoy kind of like a free-ish life on the road. Yep. All right, guys, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to drop a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Answer the question if you're listening here on Spotify, and we will see you guys in the next episode. And no matter where you are in the world, we hope you have an FNA day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Band Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.